Okay, continuing letter 25. So based on everything we've said thus far, all of creation derives from the divine presence, from the revelation of God's power, from the word of the mouth of God. How then can there be things that are opposing godliness and holiness, entities of evil, and yet they derive from God's energies? So that I've explained that outside the land of Israel, the life force of God is bestowed by being invested within angels, patron angels, that are appointed over the 70 nations. So a spark from the word of God, from sovereignty of the world of descent, descends and radiates over these patron angels, encompassing them from above, meaning not truly vested within them. The life force is encompassing. And then from the patron angels, the life force issues to the nations, to the animals, to the physical world, to the physical heavens, to the spheres where the stars orbit, within which, of course, we have distinctions between things that are pure and nurtured by that intermediary evil we call klipas noiga, which is a finely balanced relationship between potential good and potential evil and completely impure creatures which are nurtured by the complete evil. So outside the land of Israel, everything, the heavens, the earth, all the physical realities are nothing in relationship to the patron angels which are the conduit for their existence. And the patron angels themselves are nothing in relationship to the life force issued to them from that spark of the word of God which radiates over them from above, transcending them. And even so, that life force is considered in a state of exile within them, which is why they're called other gods. They call God the God of all gods, but they view themselves as deities also. They're just smaller ones, minor ones, which is therefore why the nations that receive their life force through these angels are truly idolaters until the end, by the redemption, when evil will be completely removed and then all will serve God completely. So this substance of idolaters through the divine spark is considered the exile of the divine presence because this life force is in a state of exile within them. And this life force stems ultimately from the spark of the word of God, of the divine presence, which would mean since the beginning of creation, there was always a certain exile of the divine presence to vivify all of the matters of this physical world. But then there's an additional exile because we speak of the divine presence being exiled. And that occurred when the Jewish people went into exile. Because since the Jewish people are attached and rooted to the inner dimension of God, when they went into exile, they drew down this innermost aspect of God's presence to these angels and to these nations. And that's what we mean by God's complete investment in exile with the Jewish people.